the Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarises them on our blogs and in our podcasts. Everyone agrees that equity is vitally important in healthcare. But what do they mean by equity? This week's paper on the Health Equity Measurement Framework describes the numerous dimensions that need to be taken into consideration when making statements about equity. But it needn't be as complicated as that. And Amartya Sen, who got the Nobel Prize for Economics, describes very clearly in a short extract from one of his books what is meant by the term equity. In fact, it can be summed up in a single word, fairness. In countries that are committed to universal health coverage, and that means really every country apart from the United States of America, has equity built into the principles of what they're trying to do, whether it's through tax or whether it's through insurance. They see it as a matter of social justice, and the term social justice is often used as opposed to equity. A health service that's universal is either free to all or has the same principles of access to make sure that people who are deprived and poor have equal access. So access is a key issue. But what happens in practice? Well, in the allocation of resources, for example, in the National Health Service, great steps are taken to try to minimise the effects of deprivation. And the formula used takes into account the needs of the population, measured primarily by the age structure of the population and by deprivation. So equity is dealt with in resource allocation at that level. But what happens on the ground? Perhaps this was best described by the late Julian Tudor Hart many years ago as the inverse care law. Namely, that the care a population receives is inversely related to its need. By this he means that wealthy people get more care than poor people. Now this may come as a shock for people who've worked in poor areas where undoubtedly the demand for care is high, but it's when you start to measure objectively what is happening that inequity comes out. One of the examples we give is the classic study on hip and knee replacement, showing that people from deprived subsections of the population get fewer joint replacements than people from the wealthy subsections of the population. And this is not taking into account the private sector, because in the wealthy parts of the population, there's often considerable use of the private sector in addition to the use they make of the public sector. Now, there are many reasons for this. But one reason is that people who provide health care aren't looking out for this problem or taking sufficient steps to compensate. 
what could be done. Well, in every team, there could be one person with responsibility for the population. In primary care, this works well because they're very close to the populations they serve. But it's in the specialist services that we need to encourage a focus on equity. If you're running a service for people with broken legs or stroke, people get to that service, whatever their health beliefs or the beliefs and attitudes of the people who are providing primary care to them. But it's where there's discretion involved, where access to service is determined by beliefs and attitudes. For example, in reaching a service for people with hip and knee pain. That's why there's a difference in hip and knee replacement rates. The inverse care law in practice. So what is needed is for every population to have a map on the wall and to have one person responsible for mapping the use of that service related to the deprivation of the subgroups of the population. And that's actually quite an easy thing to do. We know every po- everyone's postcode or zip code and the local government knows which wards suffer from deprivation. That's a public health responsibility. So we need to think of ways in which we start to monitor what's happening and then take action. What action should be taken? Well, it may be that there needs to be a different threshold for people from deprived sections of the population or more support needs to be given to their primary care teams. But whatever happens, inequity is a key issue in people who claim they're providing universal health care. Equity is about fairness. Inequity is about unfairness. So for the future, we need to think about equality. But equality means sometimes that we need to give more resources to one part of the population than the other. And it may be that we are not bold enough in tackling the problems of deprivation. And the problems of deprivation come back to haunt us because they usually result in earlier onset of disabling disease. And, of course, there is still the eight-year difference or ten-year difference in life expectancy between the wealthiest and the poorest population. If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.